The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety and learn how to be more fully present in life. Each week, I'm speaking with experts in the fields of entrepreneurship, nutrition, mindset, sex, spirituality, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a writer, a speaker, and an entrepreneur. Through my own struggle to balance the demands of motherhood and life, I discovered that to truly be happy, we need to be present. Your journey to feeling less stressed and more blissfully present in your own life starts right now. What's up, everybody? I am so glad that you're here. And honestly, I can't believe that I haven't done a show on childcare yet and nannies. Um, but I think I was just waiting for the right person, and she is here today. Her name is Florence Ann Romano. She's the founder of the Windy City Nanny. She's a Chicago-based author, entrepreneur, and childcare expert. And her goal is to help families and caregivers work together to create an incredibly loving, functional environment for the kids. And I'm just thrilled that she was here to share so many insights because this is such a huge transition for, you know, everyone that has to go back to work, everyone that ever needs help uh, and needs to hire someone to watch their children. It's a huge deal. And I know personally, there's a huge amount of guilt and fear and anguish when, when you have to outsource help for your children because you have to go back to work. This is just a reality of today. Um, So she's really here to give you key strategies and key things to ask so that you can pick the right person, not just for you, but for your entire family. So that when you do go back to work, or if you're transitioning to getting a nanny from daycare or whatever it may be, you have that peace of mind. You have that good feeling in your heart, knowing that your children are going to be loved and taken care of all day. So I'm so glad that she's here. Also, I want to mention her book, Nanny and Me, is out on Amazon now. It's in bookstores. And it's a really great tool for helping your kids understand what's going on. Because you think about it, it's a huge deal for the parents when they have to go back to work. It's very stressful and you have a lot of that guilt. But think about how that must feel for your children. So the book offers a lot of um, explanation about what's going on and it tells it in a beautiful way so that your kids can go, oh, okay, this is is what's happening and I'm going to be safe. And uh, I just think it's a beautiful book and I definitely want to share that with you. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you get a ton out of it. Of course, as always, please leave us a five-star review if you haven't already. Please share this episode with a friend, especially if they're looking to uh, place their child in childcare or hire a nanny, because this is really going to help them and make them feel better about the decision. And um, and of course, screenshot it and share it on your Insta stories. Hey guys, before we jump into this episode, I wanted to share some exciting news with you. This week, we launched our second product. It's a 1000 milligram full spectrum tincture. And a tincture is going to be a stronger form of the capsules and it's full spectrum. So in, in addition to the CBD, it also has CBG, CBC, CBDA. So it's all these different cannabinoids that are in the hemp plant that when they combine, it's what's called the entourage effect. And so it's super healing, super potent. 
and with the tincture, you just put it underneath your tongue or you can put it in your morning coffee and it hits your system a lot faster and a lot stronger. So you definitely want to take it easy. But when you invest in a product like this, it lasts longer and it's going to give you more bang for your buck in the long run. Um, so definitely check us out. And if you want to see Motherhood Undressed in your city, go to a store that sells it. A lot of markets, coffee shops, things like that are starting to sell CBD and just ask them to stock it and, you know, send them over to the website. They can contact me and we'll get it to your, your city. So you don't have to order online. You can just pick it up when you're out running errands. Thanks guys. Well, hello, Florence. Welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're here, and I am so excited to talk to you about everything nanny and childcare and really pick your brain because this is such an important and relevant topic to the majority of our listeners here. I'm so excited to be here. This is such a treat. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we get started the typical way with you giving us a little bit about your background, your origin story, and how it led you to being a childcare expert and uh, children's book author? Well, you know, I feel like I was born uh, to take care, take care of children. I used to uh, take care of all my baby dolls and make birth certificates for them when I was <laughs> younger. Uh, and I used to ask my mom to take me to the hospital to get my baby. And what I meant by that was, please take me to the toy store so you can buy me <laughs> a baby doll. So uh, I think I always just was kind of destined for it. And so at 11 years old, I became uh, a mother's helper, which was really the best way to, to learn about uh, children and, and shadow mothers and how they were taking care of their families. And uh, from there, I you know became a babysitter just like most young girls do. And that just parlayed into uh, being a nanny. And uh, I did that for 15 years and it was the best time in my life. And uh, after I retired from being a nanny, and I always say uh, the Mary Poppins, uh, the original Mary Poppins line, I stayed until the wind changed. And uh, Mm -hmm. the wind was changing for lots of different reasons in my life, but uh, I knew I wanted to stay connected to children, uh, but through more of an educational platform. And that's when I launched my brand as uh, the Windy City Nanny, talking about child care in the new millennium. And that's when I uh, released my book, Nanny and Me, to help children understand the transition of being cared for by their parents to being cared for by a nanny or a caretaker. And, uh, you know, that's kind of all she wrote. That's uh, the history in one big soundbite. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. And like I said, we were talking before we started recording, um, my boys were running all over the house, trying, I was trying to get them down for bed. And I was like, guys, we're going to read this book. And it's your book, Nanny and me. And almost instantly they were just so engaged and they were asking all these questions like, why are the parents leaving? And and they were really inquisitive and into the story because even, you know, obviously this is something really interesting for parents, but children too. I mean, this is a huge part of their lives is when they do go to daycare or have a nanny and, and to have a book that really speaks to that experience, that life experience, I think is different and so needed. So it was funny as I was reading it, they were just, they were so into it and asking so many questions. And I was like, this is genius. Like, I love that, that there's a book like this out there. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, you know, I'm, I'm so glad your, your kids uh, took to it in that way. And, you know, the book is meant to be colorful and, uh, you know, you know, to draw them in, to make them understand that a nanny or a caretaker is supposed to be this very special, exciting person in their life that's going to love and take care of them. And, you know, when you look at our world today and, you know, the, the statistic that is attached to child care, I, this might shock, you know, the listeners, I, it shocks me every time I say it. Over 64% of families in America today have a nanny, over 64%. Mm-hmm. And so 
I always say, you know, we're not looking at something that's just a trend here. We're looking at something that's part of our culture now. This is this is here to stay. And that statistic only rises. So, you know, we really need to pay attention and put it under the microscope and say, hey, okay, we have other people helping raise our children. And, you know, we shouldn't hide from that. We shouldn't feel ashamed about that. We should celebrate that, but also take an active responsibility and role in making sure that that person, whomever they are, is the type of person that you want in your home being an extension of your values as a family. Uh, and that's really what it comes down to now when you're finding child care is, is this person going to be a good role model for my child? Oh, absolutely. And that like leads perfectly to my next question is what, when hiring a nanny, what are the most important factors that parents should focus on? Oh my gosh. So let, let me tell you, can I tell you that the number one question I get from families, and I'm not kidding. The number one question I get is, can I hire a hot nanny? This is, <laughs> I am so serious. I mean, I can't tell you how often they, can I hire a hot nanny? I'm like, okay, really? We don't want to talk about anything else. We want to talk about that. But I mean, it's so true. <laughs> They're nervous about hiring someone attractive. Now, I, and I hate to even give time to it, but the truth is it, it, it plagues brains so much during this process. And I always say there's nothing wrong with hiring an attractive nanny. Absolutely not. But, you know, we, it's whatever's comfortable for you and your family and your partner, you know, your spouse, whatever it is, you know, is, is that is that going to be temptation? You know, you know, what's going on there? I mean, is this person coming in the home to be a, a home wrecker? I mean, they're, they're <laughs> taking care of your children, you know? So, I mean, let's focus on the kids, but you know, people are thinking about this all the time. So that's the number one question, but stuff that's absolutely, you know, a little bit more fundamental, a little more foundational. Um, you know, my biggest concern when, when you're going to hire a nanny is if you're using like an online medium, which is great. I've been on those sites and, you know, myself and it's all fine. But my biggest concern is the type of research that you're doing in addition to what maybe the agency or, you know, or, you know, the, the reference that you're getting is doing. So when you find this person and you start to interview them, I like to say there's more of a tiered process to it. You know, you want to sit down, have a cup of coffee with them, just chat, get to know them. If they make it past that, bring them into the home, have an observational period with them while you're there so you can see how they interact with your children. Uh, and then, you know, let your kids, if they are verbal and can communicate, let them tell you what they think of the nanny. They are uncensored in the worst times, you know, so <laughs> let, let's take advantage of it and see what they have to say. Usually their six senses, right, is, is good. And then even beyond that, if they are going to become your nanny, let there be a trial period in your home before you actually bring them on full time and you sign a contract or whatever the case is. And make sure it's actually working uh, and be home during parts of that trial period. You know, think about whether or not you're going to have a nanny cam. And during the interview process, you know, make sure I always say know thyself as a family. Make sure you know what your values are. How do you feel about discipline? Are you, you someone that's into corporal punishment? Do you want your nanny spanking your children? You know, what about nutrition? Are there any special needs uh, for your children? Things like that. You know, this all needs to be part of the conversation from the jump. That's so huge and so important. And so for the mom listening who has, you know, she, she knows that she wants a nanny, like she's decided that, what kind of questions should she be asking the nanny when you're in that sit down, get to know you portion? That's really where I feel like you want to see if this is a person you would almost be friends with. I know that that might sound a little strange, but I have to say all of my friends and people I know who have a nanny, 
most of them say to me, oh my gosh, I'm telling you, my husband could leave me, but if this person left me, <laughs> I would just never be able to survive. And so, you know, and they have this lovely relationship. And I have to say out of all the relationships I've seen and kind of studying it, that's the type of relationship that makes the most sense, is the most productive, is the most rich um, in, in, in just in results, I have to say. So if you can sit down with that person and think, you know what, I really enjoy this person. They have morals and values and everything like me, and we're aligned on a lot of things. I think that's a really great way to have like be a measuring stick for you and, and to look at them also. And I always think that this is, is super important. People forget if this nanny's coming into your home, you know, there's all of a sudden this, this competition, a mother or father might mm. feel with this nanny, right? You know, all oh, the guilt of working and, you know, that they're going to love the nanny more than me and all that. And, you know, you want to, to put it through this lens. And, and while you're having that interview, this is the lens you need to look at it through as well. If you believe in godparents and in, in your children's lives or just aunts and uncles, you know, those types of people that they would be close to as they grew up, that would be good role models for them, that you'd like them to have a relationship with because it's another person in their life to love them and, and uh, to have experiences with and, you know, give them another, you know, slice of life or color uh, in this world. That's how you need to look at the nanny. Don't think of them as competition. Think of them as just another person to love them like you would hope a godparent would love your child or an aunt or uncle would love their child love your child. And if you can look at it through that lens, I promise you it will change how you hire and how you feel about this relationship that will manifest in your home. Ooh, I just got chills when you were talking because it's so true. And I think when we're short-sighted and we're like, oh, this person is going to take love away, you know, because they're taking all the love from my children. That's, that's such a short-sighted way of thinking. Out. Like, yes, your child is spending all day, every day, five days a week or more if you're traveling with this person. This absolutely needs to be someone that is good and is going to be a good influence in your children's life. And I think, yeah, it's really hard to put it in that perspective, but once you do, like you don't go back. Right. Uh, yes, exactly. And you know what? I've been there. I've been that nanny where the kid calls me mom in front of the mom and you're like, whoa, okay, I'm going to be fired for sure right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and it's, but, you know, I have to say to, to my employer's uh, just, you know, beautiful soul, she heard that happen. She looked at me and said, it doesn't bother me one bit because that child is loved. That's what that showed me. Mm. And so, and you know what? There you go. God bless her for saying that to me. I mean, that's, that's the truth though. And, you know, I've seen it so many different ways where, you know, a new mom, she's her first child, hands me that baby. And I can see it in her eyes that she's absolutely terrified, but she's walking out that door and there's a little sparkle in her eye too, that she gets to go and have adult conversations and, and, you know, not be talking and baby talk all day or whatever it is, or, you know, support her family and put food on the table and, and know that her child is taken care of. So, you know, it's, it's a much more, you know, broader picture that I'm painting, but it's also important to remember that the nanny is there to bring peace to your home, peace of mind and peace of heart and all of that. So you have to find a person that is going to give you you that feeling so that when you leave the home, you're able to do what you need to do, knowing that your children are being given a gift. Yeah. And I think honestly, for everyone listening, that is the biggest concern. You know, you have a tremendous amount of guilt anyway, whether you're a father or a mother, but obviously the mothers carry that burden, I think the most. And so leaving your child at home to go off to work, I mean, 
you have, you have a lot to process with that alone and then doing so and feeling comfortable with the person that you're leaving them with. And I mean, I have cried and I have seen other mothers cry and just, you know, it's because sometimes, you know, you don't feel good about that person that's watching right. your children. You don't really think right. that they have, you know, they're just going in for a paycheck. And that is the hardest thing alive, you know, and especially if you're in a position where you can't just automatically make a change, like, oh, it's, it's terrible. Um, so right. what, would, what would you say to the mothers listening who, you know, they want to get a nanny, they want to find the right person, but they're afraid that it might be too expensive. What would you say to them? Oh gosh, I know money is, is, is the biggest thing that's top of mind, but I have to say now when you look at daycare versus having a nanny, it's really not that different. Truthfully, mm-hmm. uh, daycare is so expensive and there's ways to make nannies more affordable. Truthfully, if you do a nanny share program, I know many people that have benefited from that and it's worked for them, uh, beautifully, but I think finding that person, uh, I know that's the most difficult thing. And I, the number one question I get from moms too, is how do I find that person? Well, I always say you should treat it like you're dating. You want to go on a date with someone that someone's setting you up with, right? You know, kind of like a referral, like a built-in verification process that, hey, you know what? I think I'll go on this date because I trust this person and, you know, they have quality taste. I would love to see more people look at their their community or, you know, their churches or their their schools or, you know, friends that they know, you know, ask around and see who's looking because the nanny world is all very, very intricately connected. All the nannies talk, they all talk to each other and they all have, you know, kind of their, their, their finger on the pulse of what's going on. So try to get referrals for a nanny. I think that's the best way to do it, references. If you can't do it that way and you go and use something like Sitter City or Care.com, both of which I've been on and are great, both are great. And even if you use a boutique agency or something like that, you can do that as well. But here's my caution. When you do anything like that, whether it is a reference that you're getting or you're using anything online, I always say Google is your best friend now. You can do your own private Mm -hmm. eye detecting so easily now, and you need to do it. You need to go online, see what you can find on social media, see what you can just find on this person, because that's who they are when they think no one's looking. And it's a really good way to vet. Um, and also make sure you do a background check. I mean, either the agency is going to do it for you or you're going to hire, you know, a third party to do it for you. You need to make sure you have your ducks in a row because you'd be surprised how many people are just like, oh, you know, I think it's fine. I'll just trust it. And then, you know, you find out someone has like five DUIs, you know, Mm -hmm. on their record or something, you know, so you do need to be active when it comes to that. Absolutely. And honestly, like you were saying before, it's not that hard to do these days. You know, it's just a little extra effort that could pay off dividends. So I'm, I'm so glad that you said that. Oh. Um, so I want to go back to talking about your book. Um, obviously, my boys loved it. And um, I, was, I was curious because, you know, you obviously this has been your career and you're excellent at it. But what was the inspiration for actually turning that part of your life into a children's novel? I always felt that I wanted to write a children's book. It was just something within me, just kind of like on my soul. And I just never really knew what I wanted to write about. And I said, one day it will come to me. And honestly, it's what happened. One day it did. All of a sudden I was looking just kind of around in, in a bookstore at, you know, books. And I thought, you know what I'm not seeing? I'm not seeing anyone talking about this transition, this all, you know, too important transition mm-hmm. that can oftentimes be traumatic for a child and for parents. Um, and that's really what the, the catalyst was to write it. Uh, and 
you know, it wasn't difficult to write the book in that it was already written on my heart years ago because everything in that book is real. Um, it's all real things that actually happened, you know, from, you know, kissing a boo-boo to, you know, coming up with a dream uh, for the children when they would go to sleep. And that's something I did at night with the kids. I'd go in their rooms and I'd say, where do you want to go tonight? And mm-hmm. they'd say, I want to go to Antarctica. And then we would, you know, dream it up and they would help. And it was so much fun. And so I wanted it to be real life, uh, you know, just a slice of life uh, for me. And even in the beginning of the book, the dedication is to all of the children I was with the longest. Uh, and so it was just, it was really a, a labor of love more than anything else. That's so beautiful. I love that. So when writing this book, who was your real intended audience? Who would this book be perfect for? I've always said that I wanted this book to be the thing you buy for every baby shower (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you know that, you know, these mothers and these fathers and these families, you know, they're going to be going through this amazing time in their life and it's so exciting. But then after that baby's born and a few months of, you know, leave happens, there's going to be a transition point that's scary. Uh, and, And I wanted something to be used as a tool in those moments where if the child's not old enough to read that book, yet. At least it's something that the parent has to be able to use as a tool as the parent gets older, or the child gets over older, pardon me. But uh, if the child is old enough, it's a great thing to have the nanny read to the child or the parents read to the child. And it's even fun, and I've seen it done before, where the parents have received the book, and then they give it to the nanny. And the nanny on the first day in the house brings the book with them, you know, wink, wink. And brought for you. And then they sit down and read it together. And, you know, they feel like, oh my gosh, this is me. This is, this is a relatable moment for the child because they can relate to that child in the book that's telling the story about their nanny. Uh, And that's what I intended was that it was relatable for the child and brought peace of mind to the parent. That's so true. And honestly, like I'm, I'm being 100% honest, as I was reading it, I was thinking there are no books like this. I read books every single night to the kids and, you know, I love children's books, but I had yet to find one that really addressed this life experience. And again, you, you talk about it being such a huge transition for both the kids and the parents. So yeah, this, this definitely needs to be a mainstay with for every new mom and dad who are making this transition to going back to work. Oh, I love it. Thank you. So what do you think is, you know, we've talked about a lot of different things. What do you think is the biggest takeaway that you want all of our mothers and fathers listening to this talk? What do you want them to walk away with? Not to feel that the nanny is the enemy. I I, I can't say Mm -hmm. it enough. It is a very weird relationship. Let's be honest. Okay, let's put it totally out there. It's bizarre. You have this stranger in your home and you're supposed to trust them with your most precious possessions. And, you know, it's it's getting to know someone's personality and, you know, can you really trust another person? That's really what this boils down to is, can you? I mean, that's what everyone's experiencing on a daily basis. And yes, you can is the answer to that, but it's not without work. So just like any relationship, it takes work, you know, just like your spouse or your friends or your family, that just doesn't happen. Those relationships don't just, you know, aren't just beautiful and trustworthy and all of that out of thin air. It takes a lot of time and work. You have to put that into the nanny as well. If you're going to expect that this person is going to take care of your children in your absence, and then even more so, Start thinking about the types of conversations that this nanny is going to have with your child. Are you going to hire a nanny that's the same religion, same political views as you? Because do you want them dissenting their advice or opinion when their children start, your children start talking about current events? 
things like that. And do you want them to be an influence in that way? So starting to think of this person as a part of your family, that's difficult. I know that's a hard thing to think about is this possible stranger coming in and you loving them like a member of your own family because that takes trust and that takes time. But you can make that happen. It's just not going to happen out of thin air though. And that's why it's so important. And I stress it all the time for families to know who they are, to know what their values are, to be able to use that nanny in their life as an extension of that, an extension of their eyes, ears, and heart, as I always say. So that's what you need to get to know when you're looking for this nanny. And and what I don't want parents to do is to think that that relationship, A, is just going to happen just, you know, without any effort at all, or Mm -hmm. B is something that you should be afraid of. It's just not, that's not a good way to go into it, being afraid that this person is going to love your child or what's going to happen to the dynamic of our family. You want this person, just like Mary Poppins, to come in and fix, you know, the pieces of the puzzle that maybe are missing. I love that. And I think that that's so true. I mean, be optimistic about it, be positive about it, but also have your eyes wide open. I love that. Absolutely. And, you know, I went back, I said it before, if you like nanny cams, go have at it. I mean, go right for it and have a nanny cam. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's peace of mind. Again, it's whatever is going to bring you peace of mind as the parent when you leave your home. Whether you tell that nanny that you're going to have a nanny cam or not, that's not for me to say. That's up to you and, you know, the laws of the states that you live in. Uh, but, to be afraid of using a nanny cam or think it's an invasion of privacy. I'm, I'm a former nanny that's telling you a nanny should always be behaving as if there was a nanny Mm -hmm. cam anyway. I mean, that's just the truth. You hire people that are in it for the right reasons and actually love children. Do you know how many people I talk to that tell me that they're going to be a nanny until they can figure out something better to come along or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. They don't even like kids. And I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, what are you doing? Kids are hard. (laughs) You have to have patience. And you have to really love them. I mean, it's, it's it's not just, you know, something you do until something better comes along. It's it's a calling and it takes a very special kind of heart. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. Oof, I love that you said that. Um, so I always I round out the interviews with some rapid fire questions. So if you're ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. A great nanny is? Loving, fun, and trustworthy. Love it. The world needs? Kindness. Oh, I'm grateful for. My family. And lastly, what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Oh, the best piece of advice uh, my dad told me a long time ago was know what you don't know. And I wish he had told me that much earlier in my life. And that helps me every day that I don't have to be scared to say I don't know something or ask for help um, and never think that I'm the smartest person in the room, that, you know, it's, it's the collective that makes something great. And uh, every day I, I am very happy to, to not to acknowledge what I don't know and find someone that does know it and learn from them. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm the same way. So of course I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I mean, oh my gosh. That's everything. When you take the ego out of it and just you're open to learning and knowing that you don't know everything, like you're unstoppable. So true. I mean, ego really does get in the way. I mean, and it's really a lovely thing when everyone can kind of just let their guards down and just kind of be vulnerable and talk about things and and help brainstorm a solution or something like that. It's just, you know, magic kind of happens in those moments. And 
I think it, you know, it speaks volumes for people that are unable to collaborate because there's, there's something else going on there. So I, I always try to make sure that, you know, you know, just a little bit to be dangerous, you know, everywhere you go, you know, just enough where you feel like you can get dropped into any conversation and be able to speak about it at, you know, in an intelligent level. Um, but never with the ego attached to it. I think there's a fine line. Uh, 100%. Totally. So what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you and find your book and um, just get to learn more about what you're doing in the world? You can go right to windycitynanny.com and uh, there's lots of fun stuff to look at there, you know, blogs and all sorts of information, but I'm also all over social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can buy my book at any major bookstore. Um, you can do it on Amazon or you can get it through my website. I hear that on Amazon, sometimes you can get it same day. I don't know how this works in this world. That's like magic, <laughs> um, but you can go right there and get it. And uh, I'd be thrilled for the support. Oh, awesome. Well, it is such a beautiful book and the pictures, the illustrations are just gorgeous and just really well done. So I can speak honestly about this, um, that it's a wonderful book for any occasion, especially baby showers. Thank you so much, Liz. You're just the best and the sweetest. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you got a lot out of this episode, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you have a friend who is pregnant or their children are in childcare, um, share it with them because I think what Florence says can really open up their mind and give them a lot of peace of mind that they maybe do not have. Because I know personally, when I had to put my children in daycare, it was very, very hard. Um, and so I wish I would have listened to an episode like this when I was going through that. Again, her book, Nanny and Me, is wherever you purchase books or on Amazon. Um, definitely check that out. It would be a great gift for anyone who's about to go through this. Um, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I really love you guys. I appreciate you. The show would not be what it is without you tuning in. So thank you.